Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Christensen. And on today's episode, I'm going to cover benzodiazepine pharmacology. Now, as I went through my list of medications I've covered, uh, it uh, surprised me that I, I haven't covered benzodiazepines yet. Uh, they are definitely used uh, in geriatrics, and you certainly see them uh, in multiple other settings as well. So, uh, for those of you maybe that, that don't know or learning benzodiazepines, some common ones that are actually seen, uh, that I actually seen pretty regularly in, in clinical practice, uh, Alprazolam, that's brand name Xanax, Lorazepam, which is Ativan, uh, Clonazepam, Clonopin, uh, Temazepam, Restoril, sometimes, not, not quite as much probably as, as some of the others mentioned there, uh, and then occasionally Diazepam as well, and that brand name is Valium. Uh, so these drugs work uh, to in, enhance the effect of GABA. And GABA is one of those inhibitory uh, type neurotransmitters. It, it does not cause, or excuse me, it kind of settle, settles down those neurons. <clears throat> and with that, you can, uh, you know, kind of think of it in, in context of you know, what this medication is, is going to treat in that if we're going to settle down that patient, uh, you can think of anxiety, you can think of insomnia, and that's, you know, primarily what I see uh, benzodiazepines used for. Uh, kind of finishing up on that mechanism of action, how it actually does it, uh, it actually causes chloride ions to go into uh, those neuronal cells and this causes a state of hyperpolarization, which essentially um, makes the neurons less likely to uh, fire and, and precipitate an, an action potential. So that kind of rounds out the, the mechanism and a little bit, you know, behind it as to uh, why it's used for, you know, certain indications and why it, it makes sense. So anxiety, insomnia, I mentioned uh for uh, its indication. Uh, seizures is another one, uh, particularly uh, lorazepam, uh, diazepam, sometimes midazolam. Uh, those can all potentially, uh, midazolam is versed, which I should have said that earlier, but um, those are uh, potential uses, uh, those three meds for seizures there. Uh, it can be used in anesthesia, as tranquilizer type medication, um, Again, leading to that hyperpolarization and uh, settling down uh, those neurons, essentially. Uh, maybe a little bit less common, things you, you might not see quite as often, but uh, alcohol withdrawal management uh, can be used for that, certainly. Uh, also, in certain settings of uh, chemotherapy-induced nausea and vomiting, it can help uh, prevent uh, some of that as well. So its effects, if we're thinking about settling down those neurons, 
Uh, you could imagine uh, sedation or sleepiness would be an adverse effect. Uh, confusion, <clears throat> uh, slowing down that that CNS, those synapses firing. Uh, it can obviously slow down uh, the brain functioning, and uh, you know, obviously, dose dependent uh, can cause uh, some confusion and and CNS changes that way. Uh, dizziness can certainly happen with these medications. Uh, two really, really big things you need to think about when using these medications. Uh, one is fall risk. So that's very, very important, particularly in our, our elderly patient population. Uh, the other one is driving. So if we've got a medication that's going to cause sedation, drowsiness, uh, you know, confusion, mental cloudiness, uh, that is obviously a, a big concern if we're, you know, driving a motor vehicle or if you've got, you know, a machine operator, anything like that, uh, we've got to be very, very careful, uh, with these medications. Uh, benzodiazepines are on the beers criteria, uh, potentially inappropriate medications to use in the elderly, uh, uh due to some of those side effects that, that I mentioned there. Now, you know, beers criteria that obviously comes with certain caveats and thing. If we're looking at, uh, an acute seizure, static, status epilepticus, for example, you know, benzodiazepines are probably going to be one of the, um, drugs of choice in, in that situation. So again, there's some, some caveats there, but in general, um, you know, for low grade anxiety, low grade insomnia, uh, we're definitely not going to want to use these medications if we can, uh, at all help it in most, uh, situations there. A few other things that I, I wanted to mention as far as the adverse effect profile. Uh, I have seen this a, a few times. So this, uh, risk of uh, disinhibition, uh, if you will. And I, I do remember benzodiazepines, uh, at least a lot of their effects, uh, similar to being alcohol in a pill. And in some patients, depending upon the dose again, obviously if you get a big enough dose, you're going to cause that patient to be uh, sedated, obviously, and sleeping. Uh, but if, you know, we, we find a dose that causes uh, disinhibition, uh, you may see, you know, an increase in aggressiveness or hyperactivity uh, type situations, which is kind of a paradoxical uh, effect compared to what we uh, typically think of as benzodiazepines. So just important to, to keep that in mind that that can potentially happen uh, in a patient that's delirious, uh, something like that. If you give a benzodiazepines, there is potential it could worsen it. Uh, another adverse effect, uh, I, this is generally as we get into uh, higher doses, looking at anesthesia, things like that, or in combination with other at-risk drugs, which I'll talk about, uh, but the risk for respiratory depression. So definitely important to remember that. Uh, risk of dependence, withdrawal symptoms. So this is a scheduled medication. It is a controlled substance, all of these benzodiazepines. Uh, also tolerance can develop. Uh, you know, particularly to, you know, some of the effects like insomnia. Now, another good reason, uh, why we try to avoid these medications definitely long term, uh, for the management of, of insomnia. And if you don't remember what tolerance is, tolerance is basically, uh, needing escalating doses or higher and higher doses to get the same effects that maybe you initially had, uh, with the medication there. 
Let's take a quick break from our sponsor here, and then we will wrap up with drug interactions. If you're a pharmacist, pharmacy student, med student, nursing student, go check out meded101.com slash store. We've got great clinical books on medications, pharmacology. You can certainly check those out on, on Amazon and Audible. We've got links there. Also, if you're a pharmacist looking for board certification study material, uh, MTM is a new certification. Uh, we've got study material for that. Uh, ambulatory care exam, pharmacotherapy, uh, geriatrics, and of course, NAPLEX as well. If you're a student uh, starting to look at information there, we've got links to our uh, rxgrad.com sister site. So definitely go check those out. Again, meded101.com slash store, S-T-O-R-E. Okay, so finishing up on drug interactions, and this is a little bit challenging, not talking about each specific agent. And again, I'm probably going to cover more benzodiazepines as I, as I go along, but I just wanted to really uh, get out a general uh, podcast uh, with the basics of, of benzodiazepines. Uh, but first off, there is an absolute boxed warning uh, with the use of opioids. And the big risk with opioids in combination with benzodiazepine is patients are at much, much greater risk for sedation, respiratory depression, and ultimately death, uh, basically in a, in a setting of, of overdose, high doses. Um, these patients are at risk of respiratory depression. And there's other risk factors as well. Uh, you know, obesity, sleep apnea, things like that, uh, breathing difficulties already, somebody like that has COPD, for example, uh, that may exacerbate this risk as well. Um, but benzos and, and opioids are really a combination uh, for all intents and purposes. You, you really want to try to avoid uh, if you can. Uh, if we're using both of these agents, uh, you definitely want to look at the doses, how high the doses are. Uh, that's going to kind of play into that risk. And you also want to watch, monitor these, these patients closely and recognize if they're um, at risk uh, for this respiratory depression and for things to happen. So very, very important. Opioids and benzos uh, in general, if we can avoid it, absolutely uh, should, should be trying to do that. Uh, other drugs uh, that I wanted to talk about that, you know, can really have some additive uh, type effects on top of benzodiazepines. So remember the Z drugs, so those are, are commonly used for insomnia. I don't think I've done a podcast on them yet, but uh, that may be coming up soon. Uh, these drugs essentially have a pretty similar mechanism uh, to the way that benzodiazepines work. So uh, you're basically going to double up on those uh, sedative uh, type CNS type side effects. So keep that in mind. Um, you know, if you see a patient on both of these, remind the patient that these do work similarly, uh, and probably to to avoid taking them together. Uh, you know, obviously you got to do a little bit of background and, and see what the, the patient's currently doing in their background history. Um, but yes, yeah, so that those that class of drugs uh, definitely can have additive effects. Uh, other uh, CNS depressants that I wanted to, to run through. So, you know, you think of your diphenhydramines, your hydroxazine, uh, doxylamine, some of those anticholinergics, uh, those can certainly be sedating and added with the benzodiazepine. Uh, can really ramp up that sedation. Uh, melatonin, something you see used over the counter, 
uh, definitely, you know, ask and remind patients about over-the-counter medications uh, if they are taking any. Uh, some older skeletal muscle relaxants, those can certainly be sedating. Uh, I think of cyclobenzaprine, uh, maybe a baclofen, things like that. And then, you know, drugs of abuse, potentially. Uh, so marijuana, that's obviously got some sedative-type properties. Um, you know, when you combine some of these drugs, you, you just... It, for lack of a better term, you have no idea. You don't know what's going to happen um, in that that setting. Uh, alcohol is another one where you really you know pile on that that sedative uh, from the alcohol, that sedative side effect, that confusion side effect, uh, the mind altering effect of alcohol with the benzodiazepine. Uh, you know that can can lead to uh, challenges and and additive type type side effects. Uh, and then of course we've you know got some older. Uh, seizure medications, uh, phenotone's a, a good example there, uh, that can, phenobarbital, that can really have some uh, sedative CNS-type uh, adverse effects, and, you know, really need to, to be really careful and uh, watch our, our patients uh, that are taking these medications together. So I think that's going to wrap up the Benzodiazepine Podcast for today. If you enjoy the show, leave us a rating, review on iTunes. I greatly appreciate those. Um, it really uh, makes my day some days with some of the, the nice comments and, and kind words, and it helps uh, keep me going and, and motivated to try to help uh, teach what I know and uh, share pass along the information that, that I pick up as I'm out there practicing as a, a pharmacist too. Uh, so yeah, leave that rating, review, iTunes, wherever you're listening. Uh, go snag that free resource at reallifepharmacology.com. Uh, that is a free 30-plus page PDF. Uh, where you can get a hold of the uh, top 200 drugs and really highly testable things. A uh, great resource for you know a young nurse, young pharmacist, young you know med student, for example. So go check that out as well. I'm going to sign off for today. You can find me. Uh, shoot me a message, uh, email at, at mededucation101 at gmail.com. You can track me down on LinkedIn as well, Eric Christensen. Uh, PharmD, BCGP, BCPS, and I will sign off for today. Thanks for listening. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.